Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. Be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, then. Bucks lose 103 100. Where do we start? A tale of two halves and one of the worst halves you will see. This Bucks team play all of 2019-2020 was the first half in Utah. Knew it wasn't going to be easy, but didn't know that it was going to didn't know it was going to hurt like that at half. You would have told me that was the game we get at halftime. Well, sign me up. Then I remember what it feels like what the once once the gut punch comes. Bucks lose 103-100 to the Utah Jazz in a game that saw them shoot well, just over 20% for an entire 24 minutes. Saw the MVP of the league go 0 of 7 for 24 minutes. Saw the Bucks shoot 5 of 21 from inside the arc, 5 of 24 from deep. Collectively, that's 10 of 45 in the first half. It's also a game that saw Giannis take over and score 21 points. In a quarter. It was a heck of a game out in Utah tonight, but the Bucks come up on the wrong end of it and lose. This is the Big and Save Pros postgame show. I'm Bill Baby Tao Schmidt. Appreciate you hanging out. And these are the nights. These are the nights that post games that make a postgame show. These are the nights that that test you as a host of a postgame show. These are the flip on the mic right after. This is the walk-off homer, a buzzer beater by Boyan Bogdanovich is how this one ends for the Jazz, and rightfully so. Bogdanovich kills the Bucks all night. He drops 33. He was 10 of 10 from the line, 5 of 10 from downtown, and electric, to say the least, all night long, and the Bucks end up losing tonight, 103-100, 414-799-1250. You can email the show live at 1057-FM-THE-FAN. You can tweet us at 1057-FM-THE-FAN. Also tweet me at Bill Schmidt Radio. We'll talk to Matt Velasquez a little bit later on in the show. We'll hear from Coach Budenholzer after the game. We might hear from Giannis, depending on how that goes. A lot of, com- lot of people coming in quickly. We know it's going to happen. Yes, Chris Middleton did not have his best night either. Neither did Giannis early, but for the second half, I think he well made up for it. Chris Middleton, 8 of 22 again. 5 of 8 from deep, but 8 of 22. He was 4 of 13 in the first half. Add that up. I mean, it's just, 
it continues to be a frustrating thing to watch. But for the Bucks to not be able to close out a game where you end up pushing so close to the finish line and not being able to finish is the toughest one tonight. But if you watch the first half of this game, nothing would have told you that the Bucks deserved to be in this game. They scored 16 points in the first quarter, 19 in the second. And Mayor Mitch Ross, who's in here as well tonight, walks in and goes, well, you know they're going to mount a comeback. Well, all teams are going to go on their run, right? You, you know that in this league. And No, because there's no way they shoot 20% and make just 10 shots in an entire half again. The Bucks go out and then score almost 40. They almost put up a 40-burger in the third quarter and have this game in their grasps. End up taking their first lead at about the seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Lose Giannis in the process. And still, after losing Giannis, after trailing by six in the final 45 seconds or 53 seconds, whatever it was, once Giannis ends up fouling out, had a chance to win it. And it ends with a disappointing, disappointing final, final possession. Look at Chris Middleton. Look at Giannis. Look at what else ends up going wrong for the Bucks in that sequence. They're unable to capitalize. They're unable to get a shot off is the biggest issue. A Chris Middleton travel in the corner with 2.3 after a great defensive effort by George Hill going up against one of the more dynamic scores in this lead, especially off the dribble and Donovan Mitchell. You steal the ball away. You get the timeout. You get possession. You get it in your own end. And as a lot of people are talking about right now on social media, and I kind of agree with, it's the same set you see just about every single time when the game is on the line. Run. Middleton from the far elbow, get a screen at the near elbow, come around the arc, get it in the corner, put it up. Only difference is most teams aren't going to run the defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, out to you. Instead, Middleton panics, gets the ball in the corner, doesn't get a shot up, travels, 1.3 put back on the clock, and Bogdanovich, to be completely fair, Pretty similar play design. I mean, Quinn Snyder almost said, you know what? I like that set. Why don't we run the same damn thing? This time, we'll get the shot off and we'll win the game. For as bad as you play in the first half, you score 65 points in the second, and you just can't close the deal. What what was the cause? Was it not closing out? Was it not playing enough Strong defense on Bogdanovich. I mean, dudes are going to have nights where they're unconscious. But to give him the amount of threes that you allowed him to shoot, you let this dude fire off ten threes, hit five of them. You can't say that they didn't put him down because Giannis poked the dude's eye out almost. And then they alleviate and give him a minute and a half to get himself up to the free throw line. Just a, a, a frustrating night. On all levels, 414-799-1250. This is the longest-running call and post-game show in the city, and it's for nights like this. It's for nights where it stings a little bit because of how close you were and being able to snatch victory out of the hands of defeat and then saying, you know what? Why don't you just take this back? We're okay. We don't need this one. We'll go pick up another one. We'll go. We'll try to win here next year. 
I mean, they haven't won here in 17 years since 01. Jim Paschke, we got that pounded into our minds enough. I know we were talking about it on the big show all day. Every news outlet was saying it. First game Anthony Mason played with a buck was the last time. The Bucks win in Utah and Salt Lake City against John Stockton. Stockton Malone on that team. And you're just, you're in the middle, in the midst of being able to steal one on the road. A big win, continue the road streak, the winning streak at this point, and the road streak. Go 3-0 and on this trip. Finish it off on the road against Oklahoma City, against a team that you definitely should beat. Young, rebuilding squad. Just can't finish the deal. And to say that, well, you're always going to lose games. You're always going to have nights like this. Not a whole lot of nights where you get a combined 16 of 42 from your supposed second and third best players in the lineup in Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton. It's not awful. I mean, 40% is, is going to play in, a, in most games. But when you needed just a little bit more, you weren't able to get it, and especially on the final possession. I mean, the final possession was just a microcosm of this game. There were so many different times you looked at the screen. How are we? How are they in this game? And then you score back-to-back possessions. You get the gift where Middleton gets held by Gobert and with eight seconds left. You get the gift. Middleton goes, shoots the two free throws, knocks it down, knots it up at 100. You get the steal, and it's we'll do what we do. So we'll run our out-of-bounds play on the side, and, and it doesn't convert, and the Bucks end up losing, and the worst part of it is you allowed them to win it in regulation. If it's not going to work, hold the ball, spike it off his leg. I know he's in the middle of, the, I know he's in the middle of his release. It's, it's a tough play, but to draw a travel there and, and cough it up like that, man, that's tough. 414-799-1250. Before the top of the hour and before a break, let's go to West Dallas. First up on the phone lines is Drew. Drew, you're on the Pick and Save Probes post game show. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, been better, but that one was tough. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, I just got a couple quick questions. Uh, do you think Coach Bud seriously called the right play with that? I mean, I haven't seen Middleton perform in the clutch since a couple years ago in that during that Boston series, and he has just not been the same since he had to take that personal day or whatever last year. You remember that? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about last year in, in the middle of May. And after he got benched, too, he started performing very well. And you're right, in, in this exact moment, the last time to, to see him hit that big, big shot, the game winner, when he was really made for it a couple of years ago, was the, what, game one of that Boston series two years ago? Yeah, I think you're right on that. But it's just, it's been really frustrating, you know. Mm-hmm. We give him all that money, he has not came through since we since that game and it's just I don't know I do not like Chris Middleton at all I feel like he kills the vibe on the Bucks offense his defense as we just saw in that final shot which it wasn't terrible but it's not the best and then late game situations never performs I don't know appreciate it Drew tough night and that's that's going to sum up I feel like the momentum of most tonight it's just frustrating and I know it's it's easy to come in here and go at the lightning rod, right? We we hear that term in sports talk radio all the time. This guy's a lightning rod. Bring that up. People are going to love to react about it. But this is just one of the more frustrating nights that I'll have. 
and didn't expect to. To be completely honest with you guys, I'm still learning this this vibe. You know, I, I do it with Tim on the Brewer Post Game Show, and we feel and, and kind of feed off the emotion of it after a walk-off loss. You know, pop the mics on and ball game over and the results are not good. The ultimate gut punch. About a month ago in Washington, you think you're about to move on, go to the NLDS, and this one's over. Obviously not the same impact. But when you looked at how they did it and how they got into the ability to steal a win on the road, it's a frustrating loss. That's the easiest way I can put it. We'll walk you through what happened in that second half. We're going to spare you the ugly details of the first. Bucks just 10 of 46 in the first half. Yeah, that's good for just over 20%. If you really want it, it's 21.7. They were 5 of 24 from downtown. Giannis didn't make a field goal, had two points at the break. Comes back with 21 in the third. We'll walk you through it next in our game recap. We also hear from Coach Mike Budenholzer and hear from you at 414-799-1250. Matt Velasquez is in Utah. He'll give us an update as well once he spares the locker room. It's the Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch, talking Bucks with you at 414-799-1250. What did Milwaukee's MVP do today? Could he be a back-to-back MVP? It's time for the MVP Minute. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out after the Bucks lose in Utah. Something they've done a lot of. They haven't won there since 0-1. And Anthony Mason's first game with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yikes. It was not pretty for the first 24 minutes, but there was one little highlight of it. Giannis going up against another NBA All-Star. Uh, doesn't work out well for Donovan Mitchell. The Bucks down 19. Donovan Mitchell. Spin cycle. Giannis was there. Yeah, you heard Jim Paschke right on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Bucks down 19. They were actually down 20 at the break. It was 55-35. Bucks were 10 of 46 from the field, just a hair under 22%. Giannis didn't make a field goal. He was 0 of 7 from the field. 4 of 13 on field goal attempts was Chris Middleton. Kept himself in and really kept the Bucks in. He scored 13 of their 35. Get into the third quarter, and the Bucks started out quickly. Bust out on a 12-3 run. Part of that was a Giannis slam. Not only digging out the ball, but then coming up with it and getting it to Chris Middleton. Nice. And finding Giannis on the other end. Here we go. Timeout taken by Quinn Snyder. Here we go, Jim. Giannis had two at the half. He has eight in the third quarter. Marcus could feel it. Bucks down 11 at that point. They would close it even more late into the third. Bogdanovich keeping the Jazz in it. At one point, he scored 13 straight. The Bucks were back down 14. Giannis misses the first shot. Of the third quarter, it was his sixth attempt. He starts out five for five and a huge putback, this one, to close it up late. That's what makes him tough, not just a catch-and-shoot guy. Giannis. Look at him battle. Look at him battle. Look at him. Makes the rim pay a little bit just for emphasis. Look at him battle. Unbelievable. 
And going against uh, Bradley, Jeff Green inside, two big bodies, but he just overwhelmed and overpowered those two. Continued to battle, and the Bucks were able to close it within seven. They would, at, in theory, at one point, he thought it was within four going into the timeout after the third quarter. They overrule a Dante DiVincenzo three. It would prove to be big. But into the fourth quarter, Bucks with a huge three, and Giannis just continues to answer and come right back, fights it, and punishes the rim a little bit, too. Good finish, but he's got to do a better job trying to stay in front of a Royce O'Neal, forcing the shooter contested three, letting him get middle. Oh, Giannis knew about it. Giannis calmly walks up the court and drains a three. Well, I'm running my mouth. Giannis is knocking down threes. Well, I'll keep running my mouth in if that's going to happen on a consistent basis. That late in the fourth quarter brought the Bucks within one. This, the defensive play of the game, tonight brought the ba- the Bucks their first lead of the contest. Giannis blocks Mike Conley Jr. Sterling Brown can't score. Giannis runs the floor, puts it in. He has 30 with 10 rebounds. And don't look now. But the Bucks have their first lead of the night. Bucks get their first lead of the night on the defensive play of the night. Brought to you by Labor's International Union Local 113. Feel the power on the web at liuna113.org. Closing minutes of the game. Giannis fouls out with 53 seconds remaining. Bucks down 194 at this moment. The the Bucks get their first lead there at 89-88. Mitchell would punch back and continuing to battle through. Conley gets a push-off from Giannis, and then Giannis fouls out there at 194 with 53 seconds remaining. Bucks would go down, get a quick bucket with Bledsoe, then go down, Sterling Brown would attack the cup quickly, and then, well, let's just hear it on Fox Sports. George Hill is set up to defend Donovan Mitchell. They went into the backcourt. Five seconds, four seconds. Donovan Mitchell taking it away. away. The Bucks get the ball back after Middleton ties it with a pair of foul shots to make it 100-100. The Jazz, with eight seconds, would have that chance. They get the ball taken away, and the Bucks would set it up with an opportunity. Chris Middleton off the inbounds pass, does not get a shot up, gets called for a traveling violation, and Bogdanovich wins it 103-100 here in Utah. And the Bucks lose against the Jazz. Uh, once again, they fall now to 6-3 on the season, 4-2 on the road and two and one on this road trip. 414-799-1250. Trell's on the north side. He's up on the fan. Hey, Trell. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Been better. I uh, hammered the Bucks live line a little bit more than I should have. Yeah, I mean. More care to admit. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy this season watching um, because this is a season of expectation. Last year, even though, you know, everybody kind of figured we would have a pretty good team, you know, we, we didn't put it together. It was Budenholzer's first year, and we, you know, got out to being one of the top-tier teams in the East. So now we're playing, you know, with more expectation, meaning we're going to get uh, even the bottom-of-the-barrel teams in the league. They're going to give their best games tonight mm-hmm. night. So, you know, got to be on warning for those type of things. But I think the thing that's bothering me the most as a Bucks fan is that as much as I believe that um, that we have a team because of Giannis, 
that, we're going to have opportunity to get to the finals and, and have a uh, puncher's chance to win the finals. After Giannis, when I really look at this team, and that's what I've seen a lot, I really don't know who else I can depend on. Um, Milton, he had some mistakes down the stretch. I mean, I can bang on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him from 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 day to day, right? And same the same with Bledsoe. But my thing is that really, like, when you're in a tightly knitted game, and this is like a playoff atmosphere because uh, the Jazz play so great defense that when you're in the playoffs, teams are going to cut off a lot of the fast break, and it's going to be can you execute in the half court? And I think that's where this team is lacking. I thought they were lacking coming into this season. But just watching these first, what, 10 games, almost nine games, it's it's exactly what I thought it was. I'm not going to be able to depend on Milton, and I'm definitely not going to be able to depend on Blessing when the postseason comes. So, um, Couldn't agree more. I'm just wondering, are we – is that a doom feeling or what it is? Well, and and Trell, it's tough because – and you're exactly right, and I'll keep you here right right now because part of it is – Right, the definition of insanity, seeing the same thing and expecting a different result and, and going at it with the exact same game plan, the exact same guys, being able to to try to ram your head into a wall. They only have two dudes that really can penetrate the lane and, and kind of get their own shot, and that's Giannis and Bledsoe. What they're lacking is another dude with the killer mentality to say, when I'm in that second unit, I'm going to score and I'm going to pull guys up with me. Their bench combined tonight, for 14 points, mm. there was no help. And, and see, that's kind of my, my, my thing, not just the, the bench. You said Giannis and Bledsoe were the only drivers. I, I absolutely agree with you. But the thing is that you can't count on Bledsoe. Bledsoe's out yeah. of control sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he's just not in his game, and he's, he's, he's mentally checked out. You know what I mean? So and the guy has never just, seen a 25-foot jump shot that he doesn't love. Yeah, and then you're left with Giannis dribbling the ball at the top of the key, happening to create for himself and for his teammates. I just think that's too much of a toll. It's too easy for defenses to target that. Um, that's why I want a point guard that can actually get him ball in easier situations down the stretch. And um, I hope they make it happen, man, because I'm really fretful that if we keep this team right here that we got right now, I, I – I think we're going to be in for a season of disappointment at the end of it. Trell, appreciate the call, man. Good stuff as always, dude. And, yeah, he just said a season of disappointment, a season of doom. That would be like the season where you're just good enough to break someone's heart, right? Where they're just good enough to hurt you. That's how the Milwaukee Brewers were this year. The Bucs are better than that. But in games like this, the end result and, and the last final play, that sticks in your craw, and that's what you remember immediately, and that's really what will will cause anxiety, cause heartburn, whatever you want to say. But the bigger issues are definitely there. I mean, like the extra guy to penetrate the lane and take over at points, that's not walking through the door really right now. I heard somebody say, maybe that's George Hill. Well, George Hill is going to... Coordinate the offense, yes. He's going to get you in good positions, yes. But is he going to attack the lane like the hot name is Malcolm Brogdon? But take it for anybody. A a guy that creates his own shot. No, George Hill's going to get his points in the flow of the game. Didn't tonight. 
had two. They only came from the foul line. We're going to hear a lot of harping on Chris Middleton, a lot of harping on Eric Blood, so that happens every night. But I read it off. Look at this bench tonight. 0 of 2, DJ Wilson only played two minutes. You can't count that. But 23 minutes from George Hill. He was 0 of 2. Sterling Brown put up eight shots in 23 minutes. Good to see Sterling Brown get some run. He was a spark plug just of energy. Led the bench with seven points. He was the only dude on the bench with a positive plus minus of positive one. Say whatever you want about that stat. I tend to think that it does mean a little bit. He had seven points, eight boards. Those points came on putbacks from Sterling Brown. Kyle Korver took one shot. Dude, if you're going to be out there, you got to shoot more than that. Even Chenzo, he's ready to fire. But couldn't put one in. So the supporting cast in a game like this, especially in the first half, which puts you behind the eight ball so much. I mean, obviously, you were down 20. You scored 35 points in the first half. You need more help than that. Gary's in Tosa. He's up at 414-799-1250. Hey, Gary. Hey, how you doing? I've been better, but I'm better now yeah, that I'm talking to you. Haven't we all? Listen, you know, I've been following the Bucks since I was a young man uh, when they first came to Milwaukee in 1968. Mm-hmm. And the smell that I get off this club is dangerously close to teams I followed in the past and loved with my heart. Which team did you love the most, Gary? Well, the early team, the championship team, of course. You know, Mm -hmm. the team that put it all together and won it. How can you not love those guys? They gave their hearts to us. Which team did you love the most that broke your heart, Gary? This team, this team is going to break my heart. The one before this team... It's the 2001 team that couldn't get it together. Absolutely. It just killed me that Philadelphia and Iverson end up playing the Lakers. The Lakers were scared to death of the Milwaukee Bucks. Gary, that was my first. That's like my first real, and this is my. That's my first real memory of pain in pro sports. Was that 2001 series? I think I was seven, and I, dude, I loved that team. I loved Ray Allen. Watched every single moment of that playoff run. And to see Scott Williams get thrown out and then to see Allen Iverson go in there and then them get bull rushed in that Lakers series was one of the yeah. most disheartening things of all time. Absolutely it was. I, I hope and I, and I thought after the misery of last season ending the way it did, uh, we were going to uh, have the, the entire team would play, play tougher this season with that taste in their mouth. I, I don't like the fact that Giannis is falling out of half the games. You know, I don't like that. I don't – I can't trust anybody else on the team. Definitely not Middleton, uh, even after we give him all, the whole bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bench, you know, the bench. That's, Frustrating. That's what they are a bench. Um, listen, we've built the whole downtown around the Milwaukee Bucks. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. everything that's positive in Milwaukee right now comes out of downtown. And they can break Milwaukee's heart by going through another awful season. We survived Brewers. We survived Green Bay. This, no. team, this team, the Milwaukee Bucks, is the heart of Milwaukee. Pre- pre- and they can't let us down. Appreciate it, Gary. 
That's a lot of pressure. But that's what pro sports is. I mean, he's completely right about what the downtown infrastructure looks like. Being down there last year in the middle of that playoff run, I I was downtown a lot in high school at these games, right? I, I was there every night. And the hour and a half, two hours when I would get out of there after a game by the Bradley Center, I'm not preaching the choir here, but you'd go down there and it's 11.30 on a Saturday night. It was a ghost town. In the middle of February, you're not going to see a tumbleweed. But instead, it was just the smoke coming from the manhole covers. That's all you saw. And the streetlights. There was nobody down there partying at 11 o'clock on a Saturday after the Bucks and name a team. The Cavs? LeBron was on the Cavs at that point for crying out loud. Nobody was doing anything. And and to be able to, to get back into this point is tremendous. But... To have losses like these make you almost happy in this sense because we get to talk about this kind of Bucks basketball instead of the 15-win teams. Some tweets at 105.7 FM, the fan that I just can't not get to. Mike says, that loss was 100% on Coach Bud and Middleton. An out-of-bounds play is the same play we always do. Yeah, seriously. I mean, every late-game situation, you can count on Chris Middleton getting the ball off the screen from the far elbow, bring it around, try to get into the corner, see if he can fire it up. Seems eerily similar to the one against the Phoenix Suns that just didn't go last year at Pfizer for him. Eric says, I'm a Middleton fan, but what type of defense was that at the end? To fall asleep on Bogdanovich is unacceptable. No need to panic, though, Bucks fans. To let that dude beat you at that point was one of the most brutal parts of the game, too. Like, Donovan Mitchell, obviously the superstar. He got his opportunity to win it. Quinn Snyder's like, so I'm going to roll with this dude that's been dropping dimes from everywhere. He's four of nine from downtown already. Let's make it five of ten. Bogdanovich does it. Jones Drew says, Chris Middleton has to at least attempt to shoot the ball. Turns it over, gives him another possession. Snyder runs a great play. Long contest, game over. Yeah, seriously, that's exactly what happened. Because... Gobert runs out and closes out on you does not mean you can't take a shot. Does not mean you don't fire it off of his hand. It's better than taking a travel and turning the ball over. 414-799-1250. Bucks lose a really, really tough one. And people are not happy with me calling out the bench for not scoring. Brought all the energy. Yeah, they did. That's what bench players are supposed to do. Spell the starters bring energy, and occasionally put the ball in the basket. It didn't happen much tonight. Giannis scores 30, 13, four assists. He had two at the break. He had 21 in the third quarter, but it's to no avail. Bucks lose tonight, 103-100. More of your phone calls next. Matt Velasquez is coming up in about 20 minutes from right now. It's Big and Safe Pro postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. We're driven by, Mer- by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North right here on the fan after each and every Bucks game. Giannis 
tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. 1250 AM, 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Bill Baby Tao Schmidt. Appreciate you hanging out. It's the Pick and Save Probes postgame show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Keith tweets in, get ready, Bill. The Middleton haters are out in full force. Godspeed. <laughs> Some guy goes, oh, yeah, please defend him. He was 26 points and 11 boards. Five of eight from three says a lot. Oh, yeah. He tied the game with clutch free throws to even put the Bucks back in position to win the game. Hey, no big deal, though. If anything, Bucks need to draw up a better out-of-bounds play on that. Yeah, I would agree. Then this guy, Dan, goes right back at him. This is fun, by the way. He goes, first off, when you're paid max money, you should be expected to be averaging 25 a game, which he isn't. Hit a clutch free throw, which he isn't. Given his skill set and the type of player that he is, not only saying that they draw up an out-of-bounds play well, that was a boneheaded play. And if you read other tweets, you'd see about 98% of Bucks fans agree with me tonight. Okay, well, don't worry about everybody else. Worry about yourself. That's where you, that's where you went down. This is what I do during the breaks. I get into Twitter threads, and I just read everybody going back and forth at each other. This is why we love boxing. We love seeing people exchange blows. Give the X Factor in just one second. Also, an MVB coming up. But Mike's on the south side at 414-799-1250. Mike, you told me you were going to be up. Hey, guys. What's up, buddy? Uh, guys. <laughs> uh, whose garden is uh, Brockovich? Korver? Yes. No one, actually, was who was guarding Bogdanovich tonight. No one. I, I saw Korver trying. Uh, this deep bench? Let's make some adjustments. I wish I could have seen Connington out there. Yeah, he was the only DNP coach's decision. Goes a different way from playing like 27 minutes the other night. And we're ripping on Middleton? Uh, Giannis? How many points in the first quarter? No, two Second points in the quarter. first half, yep. Fouls out? Mm-hmm. And you're ripping on Middleton? I mean, all I got to say is go Badgers tomorrow. Let's not get shut out this weekend. No doubt about it. Mike, by the way, yeah. Muskego covered the three and a half. Just wanted to let you know. Yeah, I know I lost on that. <laughs> there he is. That's Mike on the south side. Appreciate it, man. 414-799-1250. The situation at hand is going to continue to get frustrating with Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, if you allow it to. But 26 points? Yeah, good night. Then you see how it's made, right? It's like It's like when you see how the sausage is made and you just get a little bit more turned off by it an eight of 22 Ooh, that's not what i like to see and then you get that last out of bounds play mm. right like that's like when they start stuffing the sausage you're like oh i don't want to know that i don't is that a is that a foot no i don't want to see that bucks lose 103 100 it was in regulation on a game winner by bogdanovich from the corner tim's and racine at 414-799-1250 how you guys how you guys doing tonight Tim, what's up, man? How you been? <laughs> I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, I'm sitting outside, dude, with the heater, man. You're sitting outside, dude? It's like 19 degrees outside. Dude, I got a 12-pack of Mickey's. What else, do I, what else do I need? Well, that's a natural <laughs> space heater. Well, yeah, then the heater with it. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I have double the trouble, right? Add a kid. What did you see out of the game tonight, Timmy? Well, I'm thinking this is this is like a a, a total. I don't want to be like, hey, I'm gonna knock it on somebody because that's what everybody's doing. I'm gonna t- tell you that this is like a total team loss tonight because mm-hmm. turnovers. Yeah, yep. turnovers. You missed your free throws, and just the 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 coaching and the last play. I mean, come on, man. I mean. This ain't just on Chris Middleton tonight. I mean, we it's easy to do that because, yeah, it happened within, what, like five seconds? Yeah, no doubt about it. It's I mean, easy It's easy it, to rip on Chris Middleton, yeah, right? It's easy I mean, to rip on him, but when he wins something for us, are we giving him the praises that he deserves? Oh, definitely. I will. Okay, because we are, but... Yep. So, but it's easy to rip on somebody when they're doing something when they don't do it right, right? No doubt about it. Tim, that's a wise lesson by you. You're, I mean, you're wise tonight, Tim. Yeah, I've been eating uh, spinach. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Tim, I hope I hear from you more often, all right? You take it easy, buddy. Tim and Racine, one of my absolute favorites. I mean, you just banner night. I mean, Friday, 8 o'clock tip. I mean, Mayor Mitch, you know this. Dan, I don't even know if to be honest, I mean, you knew this was coming. You knew there were going to be a couple of these. I mean, especially when Tim and Racine. Tim or Mike, who do we like more here? Oh, I, I well, mean, well, Mike's a stable. It's 1A and 1B. Mike's a stable, but you know you got to buckle the chin strap when, when Tim and Racine bottles up. <laughs> Usually it's it's ever clear, like, pre-workout for my man, Tim and Racine. That's good Sitting to hear. outside with the heater. The heater and the heater. I like that. Oh, you got to do it. The heater and the heater. There's only one way to do it in Wisconsin. That's the way that Tim and Racine is doing it right now. 414-799-1250. Going to hear from Matt Velasquez inside the Bucks locker room or just outside of it after Giannis talks, after he drops 30, 28 of them in the second half. We'll walk you through once again a little bit how he did it. But first, the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game with Gene Wagner Plumbing. Gene Wagner Plumbing celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Well, they scored 35 points and a half. Then they came out of the break, as some would say, they got their heads out of their backsides and dropped almost a 40-burger. 39 in the third quarter. Giannis with 21 of those. He outscored Giannis outscored the Bucks in the third quarter. He outscored them what they scored in the first quarter, what they scored in the second quarter. Giannis did in one quarter, one, one 12-minute run. He outscored an entire team that they did twice, twice. They did that back-to-back times. They scored 35 points. Jim Paschke and Marcus Johnson, this is the one thing that I do love about these guys. I really do. They let you know how they're feeling now. Jim and Marcus, they both go, well, didn't see this coming. Can't say we thought this was coming. No one did. Bucks lose 103-100, but they make it interesting by outscoring the Jazz big time in the second half, giving themselves an opportunity to win it. And they did have their opportunity to win it. They got the first shot at the game winner, but didn't take a shot. That's how that worked. Before the break, this is one of my other all-time favorites. All my guys are calling in tonight. Mike's in Greenfield. He's up at 414-799-1250, which you can do as well. Hey, Mike. Uh they, they made it a tough loss. At first, it looked like it was going to be a, a lousy game. They made it a game. And uh, 
because of the caller right before me mm-hmm. who said, let's not heap on Middleton, I'm a little, I was going to say the guy's getting, got the money and uh, he hasn't been coming through too much. I mean, he did score a lot tonight, but let's give him time. But it's a little frustrating that that's the best they could do at that much time at the end. And it's just frustrating. But look, they're making it, they're, they're they're awesome. They're making it fun every night. That's and for sure. Giannis, what can you say? I, I I'm so excited. I'm gonna hop off. Just uh, have a good night. You too, buddy. Take it easy, Mike. Mike's a good dude. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Take an eye on the enemy. Also, the drive of the game coming up next. Matt Velasquez is also gonna join us. We're gonna hear from Coach Bud. It's Big and Save Probes post game show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. We're in here with Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the Wrench and Go Drive of the Game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Not only digging out the ball, but then coming up with it and getting it to Chris Middleton. Nice. And finding Giannis on the other end. Here we go. Timeout taken by Quinn Snyder. Here we go, Jim. Giannis had two at the half. He has eight in the third quarter. That was the start of it. Jim and Marcus, Fox Sports Wisconsin on the call. Pick and save probes postgame show. I'm Bill Baby Tau Schmidt. Appreciate you hanging out. We're in here with Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. That started to trim the deficit in the second half. The Bucks would trim it all the way down. They trailed by 20 at the break. They'd have a chance to win it, knot it up at 100. This guy was there for all of it. Insider Matt Velasquez, he's brought to you by Thomas Merrill Law Office, divorce, child custody, any other family law needs, go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online, MarolaLaw.net, or call him at 414-327-5800. Matt Velasquez needed a deep breath after that one. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, that that was a ferocious it was, second it was half. crazy. What was your biggest takeaway from the second half being able to bring themselves back in there? Giannis just going absolute beast mode in that third quarter with 21. I think the biggest takeaway, I mean, if I had to pick one, would just be that they had no business being in that game at all, uh, the way they played in the first half. And, you know, they were still able to um, you know, dictate the pace, dictate a lot of things there. Uh, you know, Giannis, you know, was fantastic. You know, Chris Middleton was you know, knocking down threes. Bledsoe was getting to the paint. Uh, not a lot of contributions or not enough contributions from um, outside of those three guys. I mean, Sterling Brown had some nice minutes and a couple buckets uh, and, and some offensive rebounds. George Hill obviously, you know, played some key defense late. But scoring, you know, they just couldn't get enough people to, to help out. And, you know, in a game that they had no business winning, they ha- had every opportunity to at least have a shot at winning. And, you know, it just turned out to be uh, a night where, you know, Bogdanovich – you know, he was the hero, and yeah. it wasn't going to be anybody in the Bucks. Matt, Twitter.com only continues to amaze me with some of the stuff that, that comes up on it, especially during Bucks games. What do you say to the people that will continue to bash Chris uh, Chris Middleton? I mean, that they're not in that game if it's, if he's not involved. Like, I can tell you that. Right. And I can tell you that, you know, the, the one thing that he couldn't do with 2.3 seconds left was travel. Or commit a turnover with time left on the clock. I think even if Gobert's coming at you, you got to either try and throw it off him or just shoot it and get it blocked out of bounds. Yep. Or you got to do something else. I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, 
try and, you know, make that split second decision. Um, you know, when you, obviously you think you have the open lane, you're going up and your first reaction is that I shouldn't shoot this because it's going to get blocked. It's hard reaction to fight. Uh, and then Bogdanovich, you know, puts his butt into him, uh, you know, creates a little bit of separation and, you know, Chris is, is a little bit late on the closeout and that's, that's the game, you know, but of course he made the two free throws there uh, to even, you know, tie the game at all. Um, you know, he was 5'8 on three threes for the night. Couldn't get going inside the three-point line very much, but 5'8 on threes, you're going to take that, you know, nine times out of ten. Um, wasn't a perfect game from him. Wasn't a perfect game from a lot of the Bucks, but, you know, he was still a big reason why they were in the game. Yeah, you're exactly right. Talking to Matt Velasquez, JS Online. Follow him uh, on Twitter and all his great coverage at jsonline.com. Matt, with that final play, it is. It's easy to play armchair quarterback or armchair small forward, if you would, in this sense. But in say, you know, you got to spike it off of his knee, you got to throw it off of somewhere. But the only thing you could not do was force a turnover and commit an unforced turnover in that sense of the game into that exact point. One thing that I do notice and, and I really loved watching was the run that Coach Bud continued to give Sterling Brown when he was an obvious lightning rod, an obvious spark plug for the team in that second half, just energy-wise off the bench. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, you know, he hasn't necessarily got a lot of minutes, uh, and they definitely haven't been consistent. You know, the other night he doesn't get in really at all. Um, and then suddenly he's the first guard off the bench tonight. Pat Connaughton doesn't play at all. Um, it's kind of just, you know, musical wings for the Bucks right now. Uh, you know, but anybody who comes in has generally performed pretty well. Uh, Sterling's defense was, was a positive. His offensive rebounding in particular uh, was really good. Uh, you know, defensive rebounding too was good. You know, the Bucks went with a bunch of small, smaller lineups. And, you know, he was one of the guys who was, you know, fighting inside and, um, you know, pulling down boards and, and making up for the lack of a, you know, traditional big man. So, um, you know, he also had a big layup toward the end of the game. He was – you know, a, a big part of their comeback, or at least a you know a, a solid part of their comeback, and it's been uh, it's been positive so far. Whenever he has got on the court, what was the mood like in the locker room? Uh, very sullen, as you would expect. Um, you know, talked to uh, Strong a little bit, talked to Giannis and, and Middleton, and as you might expect, you know, Middleton was a a man of few words. He answered mm-hmm. all the questions that came his way, but a man of few words. Giannis. Um, you know, he, he did he did point out that, you know, they, they played poorly and, you know, he was, had a bunch of things that bothered him about the game. But, you know, his, his final statement was, you know, at least I was, you know, of, of, a, of a certain question was, hey, well, we got better today. Like, we lost. But, like, you know, we got better today. And that's really something the Bucks are trying to do. And, um, you know, he's trying to keep a positive attitude because they, they definitely, um, you know, they played a really good second half. You know, that first half was atrocious. I don't think another – Another way to spin that, it was terrible. Uh, but in the second half, to, to play the way they did, um, to really turn things around and, and give them a chance, you know, that was that was certainly a, a positive sign if you're looking for any any positive signs. 100% your ability to battle back in that sense with the adversity they faced uh, was, was really, really big. Matt, appreciate it, man. We'll talk Sunday after the uh, Thunder game and then get back home safe. All right, let's, uh, let's get back home. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Matt Velasquez joining us, as always, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline here after the game, courtesy of Thomas Marola Law. You can follow Matt on Twitter. Like I said, his all his stuff is at jsonline.com. Subscribe right there. But at Matt underscore Velasquez on Twitter, V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Follow Matt during the game. Uh, he tweets not only – the best part about Matt Velasquez tweeting during the game, and, and we'll take a quick timeout because we got to hear from Coach Bud. 
I get on this soapbox about Twitter. Frustrates me to, to no end. The guys that live tweet the game play-by-play, and it's strictly play-by-play. Like, Matt's a beat writer, so he's got to let you know what's going on in the game. He lets you know what's going on in the game. Then he adds a little bit of commentary, a little bit of editorial, right? It's not just a straight news story. You could call it almost an op-ed. He, he adds a little bit of his own flavor in it. What he's seeing, a little analysis instead of, the Bucks are now down seven after a Chris Middleton three. Great, thanks. I'm watching the game. ESPN.com. Sorry, that was... That was mean of me. Maybe I shouldn't get all into that. People yell at me. Come on, Billy. Don't be so mean at your coworkers. MVB of tonight's game brought to you by Chevy. It's hard not to give it to Giannis as he drops 30, 28 of them in the second half, and he rolls through for what was yet again a 30-13 performance. 30 points is the first time the Bucs have lost with Giannis scoring 30. So that streak that I can... Well, noticed the other night and then thought was the biggest new revelation that the Bucks usually win when Giannis scores 30 points. They changed that tonight. He scores two in the first half, 28 in the second half, but still fouls out with just under a minute left. The Bucks are unable to close the deal. After Giannis fouls out, though, trailing by six, Bucks would score the next six points, have an opportunity to win it. 100 to 100, Chris Middleton with 2.3 left travels are you kidding me yeah that's exactly what happened bucks lose tonight 103 100 bogdanovich with a dagger at the buzzer we're back after this on the fan with coach bud behold our mortal enemy we're keeping an eye on the enemy how did the bad guy look tonight sponsored by coaches pub and grill on south 13th street stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous friday fish fry now open coaches on lake denoon this is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Bucks lose 100-103, or 103-100, excuse me. I can't do that. I can't say the Bucks score first and then the winning team score. 103-100, Bucks lose to the Jazz out in Utah. Just continue. We'll try to win next year out in Utah. Bucks still haven't done it since 0-1. It's 17 seasons. Whoops. Some scores around the NBA tonight. We look a little bit high on the enemy tonight. Bogdanovich had 30. Good night, 20 points, 7 of 15 shooting, 5 of 9 from downtown. Guy was unconscious in the first half. That's Mike Conley. 32 years old, entering his 13th year in the NBA. 19 from Donovan Mitchell. If you would have told me Donovan Mitchell went 8 of 22 from the field tonight, I would have thought the Bucs were going to win. And I did not think... And I, I was saying it the whole night in, in the studio watching the game. After, like, the six-minute mark in the first quarter, I was like, well, you're going to fight for Sunday, boys. Didn't think they were going to win this game. While, though, all, as I say that, with hand raised in air, I was also hammering the Bucks' live money line. Coming out of the break, whoo! I was all over it. Four to one? Kidding me? Oh, yeah, they're mounting this comeback. I was looking like a swami for the first eight minutes. It didn't work out very well that way. Some scores around the NBA tonight. Kyrie Irving uh, does Kyrie Irving things in Brooklyn. Dame goes off for 60 points, but Kyrie Irving comes up with a huge game winner. He scores 33, and Damian Lillard once again with 60 points 
in that game with the Blazers and the Nets. Lakers are up 15 with two minutes left against Miami. Indiana gets a six-point win against Detroit tonight. Orlando, 118-86 over John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies as well. Cleveland gets a win on national television over Washington, 113-100. Sacramento closes out Atlanta, 121-109. In overtime, a career-high 53 from D'Angelo Russell for the Golden State Warriors. Not enough in Minneapolis. They lose to the Timberwolves, 125-118. It was Raptors, 122. Pelicans, 104. And in the game that everybody was waiting to see, the New York Knicks beat the Dallas Mavericks, 106-102. to Denver hands Philly another loss on their road trip. They're, they lose 100-97. to And as we said just before, Brooklyn finishes it off 119-115, although Damian Lillard drops 60. Coach's Corner is brought to you by Schneider. Over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with benefits and more home time than anybody else. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call them at 1-800-44-PRIDE. Coach's Corner is with Coach Mike Budenholzer. He speaks after his team fights back from down 20 at recess to having an opportunity to win the game. He'll explain the final play as well as the decision and the foul out of Giannis. Here he is after the game. On the- you know, proud of the way the guys fought in the second half. Um, you know, just in this environment against a good team like that to uh, to show the character, kind of the uh, competitiveness to immediately in the third quarter kind of go on a 7-0 run, just fight our way back in, give ourselves a chance to win. Um, just didn't get it done, but very, very proud of the effort. Can you take us through your final offensive possession? Yeah, you know, uh, Chris, uh, you know, had a look in the corner. Gobert did a nice job of kind of stepping out, switching. Um, you know, uh, probably the worst thing that could happen is a traveling violation. It looked like Chris uh, may have let go of the ball before he came down. You know, I'd be curious to see what the report says tomorrow. You know, if he's just got to shoot it or pass it or anything, and we're going to overtime, but the, the violations... But, you know, it's a good play by Gobert. Um, Chris has made a bunch of shots like that, a bunch of plays. So, happens. Um, just, the, you know, probably the most unfortunate outcome we could have in that situation. What did you learn about your team tonight, though? I mean, down by 22 at one point and to force the type of game at the end that it was. Yeah, like I kind of said in the opening, you know, I just love our competitiveness. I love the fight um, on the road in this environment. Um, to come back and do what they did is impressive. What is it about this environment? I mean, it's been 17 years since the Bucks have got a win here. Is there anything that you can pinpoint? I've been here for two, so they're a good team. When you look at the first half, what just stands out to you about the way? Dynamite answer, but dynamite answer. Well, you know, I think a little bit make-miss. You know, it felt like Utah was playing really well. Utah was moving the ball, making extra passes. Um, you know, so I think they had 55 at half, and um, obviously they played good defense. They're tough, uh, but also felt like we couldn't make a shot, couldn't make even around the basket. We missed some tip-ins, some easy ones. So we just, it was a bad combo. Um, they played really well, um, and we didn't, especially we just couldn't make a shot. It looked like points in the game was kind of a priority, attacking the rim in that third quarter. Giannis puts up 21 points in that quarter. Just yeah, no, I mean, I thought, you know, early one of the possessions bled, drove it too. You know, I think there was a willpower, you know, to, to get a little bit more in the paint. Um, you know, it was just 
great kind of step up by Giannis, step up by Bled, Chris, you know, um, Sterling. And I was, it was a good third quarter for everybody. Speaking of Sterling, he has those, I think, three offensive rebounds at the start of the fourth quarter. He has that big drive play. Just what did you see from him? Yeah, I really liked him. And I, I thought he really helped us on the defensive boards, too. His physicality, his toughness. Um, again, in this game, kind of this situation, we played some smaller lineups. Um, you know, I thought he stood out on both boards. When you look at that play by, by George, you take the ball away from Diamond to give you guys a chance. Just, is that just a representation of all the things that he can just do? Yeah, I mean, just a great individual defensive play and then the wherewithal to call timeout. It's just, you know, it's a big-time defensive stop. Um, you know, gosh, it would have been great to then finish it with a, with a basket, but, uh, you know, great stop. Yeah, it looked like Bogdanovich just got just enough separation to, to get the shot off. It was a heck of a shot. It was a great pass. Um, good execution. Um, yeah, credit to them. Yeah, it was a good play. It really was. It was it was perfect execution. Perfect game plan for Quinn Snyder tonight. Immediately try to come out, play physical as you can against everybody, as physical as you can against everybody. Mike Conley beat you in the first half. And, I mean, frankly, you beat yourselves. Bucks score 16 points in the first quarter, 19 in the second quarter. Bounce back after the break tonight and give one of their best third-quarter efforts that they've had on the young season in the first nine games. They score 39 out of the break. Giannis has 21 of those. He did not make a field goal in the first quarter, in the first half. Goes off, scores uh, seven of his next eight buckets in the second half. Records 30 points, 13 boards, four assists, and the Bucks had their chance to win it even though Giannis fouls out in the final minute of the game. The Bucks down six. They force it with a Bledsoe layup quickly right off the bat. Good defensive play. Sterling Brown breaks out in transition. Lay it up. They're within two. Now you don't have to foul with 28 seconds left or whatever. I think it was 27 seconds or 28 seconds left. Bucks play great defense. They force the turnover. Missed shot. Get a foul. Chris Middleton goes to the line, makes two, tied up at 100. You get the ball back after after George Hill with a tremendous swipe of Donovan Mitchell on a drive to the cup where he thought he was going to be able to close out the game. George Hill strips him clean. You get the ball back. Take a timeout. Two and a half minutes, two and a half seconds left. You advance the ball. You get it to Chris Middleton. Your star player at that point with a chance to win the game with Giannis on the bench and... A traveling violation. Bud summed it up right there in the coach's corner. That was the worst possible outcome for you on that play. Sour on the fan brought to you by the McCormick Law Office. Dan McCormick, your auto accident and work injury attorney. Bucks lose tonight. This has been the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Bucks lose 103 to 100. There'll be better days, and it starts up on Sunday. We will be live at 9 o'clock on Sunday after the Bucks take on the Thunder. It'll be the Green and Gold postgame show with Gary Ellerson and Bill Michaels. We're on from 9 o'clock to 10. We'll talk Bucks basketball after the game against Oklahoma City. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Thanks for listening. Go Bucks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.